welcome to season two of Pasco Podcast, a series where we discuss leadership and public service. We'd like to thank our sponsors, the 550,000 plus residents of Pasco County, as represented by the Board of County Commissioners. It's through their trust and empowerment of our workforce and leadership team that we're able to bring you this podcast. We created this podcast to help public servants build leadership skills and leverage them for success by sharing the experiences of our peers. Hi, I'm Dan Biles, and welcome to our 22nd episode of Pasco Podcast. Join us today from our public works team is Director Branford Adumois. Got it? Did yes, I get it? All right. I got, it. <laughs> I got one out, one so far. And Engineering Manager Joseph Amoa. Correct. Oh, so I was like two for two? Yes. All right. How about that? You got it. You got it. Starting off good. (laughs) Excellent. Thanks. Hey, thanks for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I know the community really appreciates what y'all do because y'all have a really direct impact every day. So kind of as we get started in this, kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and how you came to Pasco. Okay. Thank you, Dan. Um, I came to Pasco um, from another uh, place, local government, you know, where I was the director of public works. Um, and it happened that it was almost three hours from where, you know, my family was. So right. it was a way of coming to this area. And um, knowing that this is a uh, a county government, I haven't worked for a county government. And I thought, you know, I should try that. And that is that is how I came to Pasco County. Okay. So a little bit about yourself before. Yes. Uh, yeah. So, so um, you know, I, I'm a structural engineer by okay. profession. Okay. Um, you know, um, I came to um, the United States, you know, mainly to study civil engineering. Okay. Uh, and then got into um, management and leadership positions right. through the years. Right. And uh, and I've been there since for the past 25 years. Yeah, so you're a structural engineer. So yes. Yeah, I stayed away from structural because when you make a mistake in structural, stuff falls down. Oh, I know. And, and, the bridges. And, 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 <laughs> right. And people, right? Yeah. <laughs> Roads, stormwater, I can yeah. do that, but not the structural stuff. Yes. So, uh, great. And so, in... And you're obviously not from Florida, so where'd you come from? No, originally I'm from uh, Ghana, West Africa. Okay, okay. Um, uh, but then when I came to the States, um, I went to Iowa. You know, okay, uh, Iowa. I, yeah, Iowa State University okay. where I got my okay. degree and then went to Virginia, uh, Virginia Tech to right. get my master's. Right. And then from there, I came down to Florida. Okay, all right. I always wanted to come to Florida. I always wanted to come. Yeah. Well, the, the weather's a little nicer exactly. year-round. Exactly. So, right, right. Exactly. Joseph? Yes, um, so... I'm a civil engineer by okay. training. Um, so I came to Pasco County from private sector. Um, I work with um, uh, Jones Edmonds. Okay. And before then, you know, I work in, um, I came from the academic background. I work um, as an instructor, a professor at the University of Tennessee, Knoxville. Okay. Um, my background, I had my master's and um, PhD program at Florida A&M University okay. in, um, in Tallahassee. And then, of course, my undergraduate degree from University of um, Science and Technology in Ghana. I come from the okay. same country as okay. Bramford. Oh, actually, okay. But I didn't know that when I hired him. Yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah, so, yeah, it's, it's been great right, right. transitioning from, you know, private sector coming to government. Right. But I've had an opportunity to work in different sectors. And right. um, it's very exciting to come to Pasco because, um, you know, in the private sector, you work with, um, you know, you do projects mm-hmm. for your clients, right? right? And you don't get to interact with the citizens. But coming to local government is a great opportunity to work with, with the citizens. You see the smiles on their face right. once you get things done. So it is very encouraging right. and heartwarming to work in the local government. Yeah, and you all have a kind of a direct impact, right, in public works, yes. roads, stormwater, 
you know, uh, from repairing potholes to repaving roads to cleaning ditches to big, you know, we talked about capital projects and mm -hmm. stormwater, right? Mm -hmm. So you have a direct impact on, you know, the mission of serving our community. Yes. Uh, and, and so, you know, and we were mentioning it this morning, you know, I'm always surprised at how many people I run into here at Pasco that actually aren't from Pasco or even from the States, right? You know, my mm -hmm. first chief of staff was mm -hmm. not from the States, mm -hmm. right? And so it's interesting to see that and how we've kind of collected some of those over the year and even put them in leadership positions, right. you know? And so I, I, thanks for being here. And, you know, hopefully with three engineers around the table, we won't be too boring <laughs> today. <laughs> right. A little different from, the, uh, you know, a baseball player over tourism and uh, <laughs> right. parks and racks and that kind of stuff. But hey, well, yeah, leadership is leadership, right? Yes, right. indeed. <laughs> a little different how we deal with things. So, yep. so tell us a little bit about um, kind of your leadership philosophy. How do you lead people? How do you lead teams? Okay, so um, uh, my leadership philosophy actually are my basic belief system, right. okay, which is founded on core values, right? Yeah, um, integrity, respect, and empathy, and that shapes my decision making and my actions. Um, uh, for example, I believe um, uh, everybody is talented one way or the other, mm -hmm. you know, and giving the right opportunity uh, and putting, uh, being put in the right place, you get the best out of people. Um, and therefore, you know, people should be allowed to do their work to make the determinations and to just be guiding them. Uh, so I always like in um, uh, developing people leading people to an orchestra that everybody is playing the part of their music. Uh, you cannot mm -hmm. play mine well, right. I can't play yours well, but together we make a very good music. Right. So it's mainly developing the talents in people and leading people. So that, yeah. is, that is my leadership philosophy. Now that's a great analogy to an orchestra. Yes. Yeah. Although you wouldn't want me in your orchestra at all. So. <laughs> You'd be number one. <laughs> All right. To me, leadership is what I call interlayer. Okay. Interlayer. Interlayer to me is an acronym for integrity, um, for loyalty, for empathy and respect. Okay. Integrity being honest, right? Being doing the right thing when nobody is watching. You know, standing up for the right thing, making mistakes, and learning from them. That is what integrity and being honest means to me. You know, being loyal to my team members, being loyal to the mission and the goal of what we are trying to accomplish as, as a team and as an organization. You know, it also means being, you know, empathetic, you know, putting myself in my team members' shoes, you know, being listening to them carefully, genuinely being concerned, being present for them, you know, understanding their situations, being very mindful of their situation to make sure that I can be able to help empathize with them and address their concerns. Uh, also being a leader, my leadership philosophy is also being respectful, respecting others. You know, uh, you know, I treat others the way I want to be treated, being polite, being kind, you know, being generous, you know, not being very, um, not being interruptive with people when people are speaking very being very respectful to people's you know opinion you know watching my body language you know my tone the way i speak because sometimes you may your body gestures and language may may sense wrong signals to people and the people may see it as being very disrespectful so i always stand to being um 
very respectable in every situation that I find myself, you know, treating all people fairly, you know, irrespective of their race, their age or, you know, color, wherever they come from. I treat people all fairly and equally. Also, my leadership philosophy is um, also being, you know, being very trustworthy, trusting people, really. I trust people. Um, I believe in the team and what we are working towards. You know, I value hard work. I value uh, integrity, I value loyalty, and I feel like those are the ingredients that as a leader you need to have, and those are the uh, leadership that I embody. You know, to me, as a leader, I want to be able to leave, leave a legacy, all right? I want to be able to inspire people, you know, inspire people so that they will have a better life for themselves and for their families, and to be able to make a positive impact in their life. And I've, I've had this go on, you know, follow me, you know, a proven record of showing exemplary leadership by basically having import, impact on people's life and bringing change. And that is very heartwarming. Right. So that has been my key leadership, you know, philosophy mm -hmm. and principles. Oh, that's great. And you all both mentioned empathy. Yes. Which is interesting coming from engineers. Yes. Right? Because we generally are not thought of as connected to emotions mm -hmm. and connected to that side. Mm -hmm. And my family may argue I'm still not necessarily connected mm -hmm very well to some of that, but how does empathy play a role in what you do? I mean, your yes. numbers, you, you know, it's construction. Yes. That field is also not known for yes. being connected to their emotions, yes. right? Yes. You know, how does empathy play a role in what you do from a day-to-day -day basis? Yes. So, you know, um, I didn't realize that I had it in me, okay? I feel my empathy is natural, okay? It's always been in me. Um, I think something that I believe I was born with, but I didn't know that until um, I got into public service, mm -hmm. uh, had the opportunity and um, the benefit of um, other leaders. Uh, and I realized that that talent I had was able to bring it out of me. So with that, the way that I deal things with, I care, okay? I, I'm, I can easily put myself in other people's shoes. It's, it's, not, um, it's not very difficult for me. So for example, when um, a homeowner calls me and says, well, my home is flooding and all that, okay? I know that I'm also a homeowner. Mm -hmm. I feel right. what he or she is feeling. I'm not just going to give him the technical, you know, response. Well, you know, well, this is this is this is where you are on our priority list. We can't do this because we haven't had sweet my grants and all that. I'm not going to say that. So it helps me. It helps me deal with people, understanding them and feeling their pain. You know, and uh, usually most people, when they see you, are empathetic. You may not solve the issue for them but it helps them handle the situation better than if you didn't show any empathy and you just kept keep repeating the standard, you know, um, terms and letting them know certain things. So that is that is what has helped me be okay. a leader that okay. I am, yes. You know, yeah, so it's, it's interesting you say engineers, we are engineers, right? <laughs> so all we do, we deal with numbers, technicals, right. but, but once as an engineer, you are trusted into a leadership position, okay? Right. You are dealing with human beings. Right. You are managing people. So um, you put yourself in their position, right? They go through situations. Everybody goes through circumstances in life. And if you don't try to put yourself in other people's shoes, like Bramford has said, you know, it's very easy 
to ignore. You cannot be all about outcome, production, 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 and leave out the people that you're working. They are not machines. They are humans. You know, they are emotional characters, all right? So you need to be able to, as a leader, I believe that you must be very sensitive to people's emotions and do your best to be able to address them because if you are leadership, if you are in leadership position or if you are a leader and you ignore people's um, you know, emotions or you're not you're unempathetic un to them, basically you are creating a very unconducive work environment. Right. They don't feel happy to do the job because all you care for is just the work being done. But really, in order for them to do a good job, you need to create a very conducive work environment. You'll be able to hear them out. Why are they late? Why are they unable to come to work? You know, why are they not producing? Instead of being just focusing on production, the results, results. Mm -hmm. If their results is not coming, as a leader, you need to understand what is behind it, what is underneath it. And once you get to understand that, I think it helps you to better able guide them, able to provide everything they need in order for them to execute and do the work right. they do. So I feel like as a leader, you know, you must have this empathy. You must have a heart, mm -hmm. really, in, in managing people. No, yeah. that's great. I really, I yeah. have. Yeah, can I mention something? Yeah. I, I had a mentor, you know, uh, once who uh, she told me, she said, you can never be successful as a leader if you don't have this and you don't have that. Right. If you use any one of them only, you are bound to fail. Right. So um, as Joseph is saying, you know, you can always use the head and this is what needs to be done. You know, you need to feel the people. Obviously, you can always feel the people. Then you are not going to get anything done, right? right. Because, you know, <laughs> always you show much, so much empathy that, right. you know. Um, so so you need those two to be able to be a good leader. Right, right. Yeah. No, I really appreciate it. So as you were um, starting out your career and, and growing in your career, when did you kind of realize you wanted to start leading others and be in a leadership role? Hmm. Okay. It's, it's okay. very interesting. You want to go? No, you, 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 you go. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. very interesting. Uh, interesting question. So, um, right, reflecting back on my life, you know, right from grade school, first grade, you know, I've always been, I was made a class president. Mm -hmm. So throughout grade school, I was class president. You know, when I got to high school, you know, I became the president of the um, Red Cross uh, Society. And then through college, I became the national president of the Ghana Engineering Students Association. And, and then even I became the national, uh, the national president for the National Society of Black Engineers. So what I see is they look like leadership comes to me naturally, right? Okay. It's become a natural trait really, you know, for me, because I think I'm somebody who is able to governize, bring people right. together um, to pursue a common cause, a common agenda, a common goal. Um, and I think, you know, it, it just comes flow out of me naturally. Uh, yeah. That is true, really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he, he, his history and um, even since he's been here for the short time, um, I, I've seen him in action. I'm saying, you know, one of the best highs mm -hmm. uh, that he has this natural leadership ability. He just has picked up everything so quickly that when I was coming, I didn't pick it up that fast, you know? <laughs> so, you know, and and, on, on, you. and <laughs> unlike him, 
I didn't have all that. I was thrust into leadership. Right. Okay. Reluctantly. Right. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, so not I, here. Uh, not here. Yeah, not yeah. here. Yeah. That, that was uh, in Virginia um, when I, I worked for the city of Virginia Beach. But I was I was in the private private business uh, private um, area, and uh, somebody told me that you know there was an opening in local government. You know. Uh, and when I applied, I was an engineer, I'm happy to just be a structural engineer and design my bridges. And I, again, I had a, another mentor who thought he saw something in me. Mm-hmm. I didn't believe him at that time. So he gave me the opportunity, put a number of people under me. And um, looking back at it, uh, very embarrassing, you know, for the first year or so, I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, but then about two, three years, I saw something coming out of me. The sort of mm-hmm. things I talked about, the empathy, right. Right. Uh, listening skills, uh, the patience, you know, the care in uh, developing people. Uh, and that is how, after that, I didn't look back. I didn't mm-hmm. go back to uh, being the, a consulting engineer anymore. I just stayed in leadership position. I've been there for almost 25 years. Right, right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, you know, you talk about that, um, you know, getting put in leadership position and not knowing what you're doing. You know, the military <laughs> takes the lieutenants and put them in leadership position. And then, but everybody knows they don't know what they're doing, right? And that's part of the training process. Right, right. It's everybody's yes. role to train them yes. so that they will know what they're doing. Yes. And what helped me was the training and the guidance of my mentor, uh, who was right. my boss. Right. You know, so it's the training. Uh, I went to so many training programs. Right. That's it. I know that local government and then uh, people, and then watching uh, people I respect, you know, who are leaders. And mm-hmm. I realized that, hey, this has been in me. I didn't know, but now I think I like this business. Right, right. And right, I've right. been there since then. All right, yeah. all right. A little different than design bridges, right? Oh, different than design bridges. <laughs> it's tougher. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it Looking is. by design bridges is very easy. You know, right, right. Just, yeah. uh, leading yeah. people is not, hmm. Yeah, it's the, not easy. Yeah, yeah. The engineering rules are, are pretty it's standard, right? Yeah. I mean, water runs downhill. Put in the form line, yeah, yeah. Then. yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so in terms of leadership is, um, who's kind of been some big influences on your life and your style? From a leadership perspective, now, you've well, mentioned mentors over the yeah, I mean, several they, times. Yeah, there, there are three, three of them. Okay, okay. and uh, the first one was um, a, a lady who hired me as a bridge uh, a bridge administrator. Okay, uh, uh, somewhere in the local government in Virginia, uh, and, and her name is Patricia Bigler, and she had an impact on me or who I am. And then the second person uh, when I was the director in Sarasota County uh, mm-hmm. in the city local government there. Uh, his name is Steve Crow. Okay, okay. it's been almost about ten years now. We still keep in contact. And then there's the third person by name Dumbass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know that guy. Well, <laughs> when I first came in here, mm-hmm. I'm going to be five years here. Right, and you were right in here, and I walked in here, and I said, "You are just like my mentor." Hmm. Okay, the second mentor. Right, you know, and I've been watching you. And how you've been doing things in here, and uh, I've told people that I like being in Pasco. And if I were to start it all again, and you were here, that this is the place <laughs> that I'm going to be. And, and that you know, I mean, anybody you know who is here should stay here. Okay, right. you know. So, so those are the three in terms of okay. leadership, because that is. 
your way of doing things is the way I do things. Right, okay, right. you know, and and uh, it's not exactly the same, but right. you know, well, it's, it's, so, same people, it's so right? it's so right. it's so right. it's so similar. Right. Okay, and it makes me enjoy my job because, you know, in um, the worst thing that can happen is you have a certain different leadership, you know, approach, and then the person above you has something different. Mm-hmm. You can't stay. Right. You can't get your job done. It right. works when it flows from the top. Mm-hmm. And we get a whole lot of things done. Yeah. And yes. we have a really good team here. Yes, yeah. we do. So, Well, yeah. I appreciate that. It's, it's, true. it's not all me. It's you. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. So. No, no. And, to, and really to confirm what he, indeed he speaks highly of you, um, not only on one-on-one, in our management team, department management team meetings, because everything he shares, the values he shares, the core values he shares with us, you know, he always says, I went to the um, team, team leaders meeting meeting. <laughs> and it's the same. Same thing that Dan was saying. (laughs) We talked beforehand, right? (laughs) Okay, so for me, um, the two two people have had great influence on my life. Um, That's my dad. Okay, you know, my dad Mm -hmm. epitomizes. You know, it's an embodiment of integrity. Mm -hmm. You know, my dad, and he's very persistent. And when he wants to get something achieved, he goes after it. Very, very optimistic person. Um, he's a peacemaker. Okay, so I learned from that. So in my division, working with my team, I'm always striving to bring peace anytime there's conflict, you know. And and then also he's a people's person, you know, very approachable. And I think I share the same qualities and values. Now, if I want to add the second person that has have influence in my life is Bramford. Bramford? <laughs> and, and, and not because and not because he's wow. here. <laughs> and not because he's here, but because he he provides such an illumination right. when okay. it comes to what to look for when you're hiring people. Okay. Okay. Right. Bramford is all about core values right. and talent. Right. So it doesn't matter how technically savvy you are right in your field of endeavor you know if you don't have core, the core values if you are very um if you lack integrity if you are unempathetic you know if you are very disper- disrespectful a pathological liar <laughs> a micromanager <laughs> you won't have a place in Bramford's organization you know and i think those are good traits you know he when i when i when i joined the um, you know the department of Pasco County he always talks about you know core values, when you're hiring, hire for core values and talent. Experience comes second. It took me a while to understand that. It took me, but, you know, I'm a quick learner. So I was able to pick up <laughs> one or two times and then it hit me hard. He said, indeed, that is very true. Because why? You could get somebody, an engineer, who is technically savvy, can do all the models, but if that person is a pathological liar, if that person is very disruptive, you know, it doesn't help the entire organization. So yes, we look at experience, all right, experience is valuable, but that, that is not the primary. And so I've come, I've learned from him that core values, people with integrity, people who are honest, people who are very respectful, who are empathetic, those are the teams. It's about the teamwork. You know, it is about outcome. He always talking about outcome and not the money. No, don't talk about money. Focus on outcome. Focus on teamwork. So I've learned within the past three years, I've learned tremendously from him. And he's brought what was in me. I had those values, but he basically outlined it to me and it's helped me a lot since I joined right. Pasco. 
No, that's well, great. Thank you. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> I need no. to know about yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, no, we none of us set this up, right? <laughs> no. no. Well, yeah, I love the conversation, yeah. you know, because we put a lot of emphasis on our mission, mission, vision, mm-hmm. and values, yes. right? Yes. You know, we all know what our mission is. Yes. We know what the vision of the board is and our values, right? Integrity, respect, service excellence, and innovation. And when you look at the employee surveys, employee engagement surveys, and pick out their word clouds, the ones that pop out on a positive basis are our core values. So we're not only talking about it, we're actually living to a large yes. extent our core values yes. because otherwise it wouldn't show up like that. Exactly. You know, so that's a credit to the people out, out yes. like y'all out yes. there yes. on a day-to-day basis working with the different teams and yes. crews. So and Dan, can I say something yeah. though? So so you know it, it's it's for the reason why, you know, it makes my job here really how much I like it because mm-hmm. I have those things in me and then when I came in here I look at the Pascals mm-hmm. right there and I saw those core values in there you right. know and, and it's not only in writing but it's practiced right you know so so those things are very very important right and that's the key practice yes, right yes because Enron mm-hmm. had great core values yes like they were laid <laughs> in the floor in the in their headquarters right yeah, yeah. but they didn't practice they didn't practice them. right yes. right you know so uh, great no I appreciate that um any lessons on leadership uh, you'd like to share some successes challenges that you've seen over your career Yes, and um, I've seen so many of them, um, but <laughs> I'll take one um, number of experiences uh, since I've been in Pasco. Uh, um, I think leadership, um, it's not easy, okay? Um, and, you know, it requires a lot of patience. Uh, it doesn't mean you say it one time and, and then it's done, uh, especially when you are trying to change an organization culture, okay? Uh, it takes a while for that to change. Uh, and sometimes you see somebody that you have for a certain position, and then you realize certain quality, leadership quality in them. So you try to guide them and all that. Sometimes you fail, mm-hmm. okay? It's happened to me a number of times. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the success has been more than the failure. Right. So it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's not an exact exact science, you mm-hmm. know, that in leading people that uh, you there's no formula to that. Okay, there, there's there's that sometimes the feeling of what it is, and you may go wrong in making certain right. decisions with, uh, re- with respect to leadership, but you still have to keep going uh, because there are more successes than failures. Right, right. Uh, no, that's good. Yeah, thanks. Right. Okay, so to me, um, successes in leadership and challenges. Um, being, um, being, being humble, okay, being humble in leadership, you know, when, when you are trusted into leadership and you are very successful, okay, you get all the accolades and great things. And if you don't take time, you start becoming very proud, you know, exhibiting sense of pride and all that and being egoistic. But I've seen that the best leaders are always humble. Okay, the the best leaders, for them, it is more about the influence and impact, right, that they have on people and not be, be just being very authoritative. 
Okay, so so what I've what I've learned from that is that you know when we are successful as a team, you know I don't tend to take the credit. I give the credit to the team, and I think it embodies the team. It helps the team to work even much harder because again, it's not about about the leader alone. And and I see that the more I give credit, you know, I've, I give credit to my team, the more they work harder. So for example, you know, we had a presentation that I gave, you know. Um, with um, I went with commi- uh, a commissioner to a community to pro- present a presentation. This presentation was put together by a team member, right? And I, I did, went there and I delivered it excellently, you know, and I was getting all the praises for it. But I was quick to let them know and the team member know that it's all about him. He did really all the work. Right. You know, so that embodies that team leader. So the next time I had an opportunity to present, he was he couldn't wait to put a very beautiful, powerful presentation. So I think as a leader, learning to be very humble, right? Knowing that your role is to guide, your role is to provide guidance, helps, you know, your team members, you know, it basically inspires them to work more and to do better. Um, that's one of the lessons. And also, um, one of the lessons is learning um to be, um, um, to be, um, what do you call it? Um, one of my lessons being being vulnerable, right? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. being not afraid to be vulnerable. You know, some people don't have the intestinal fortitude to say I'm wrong, right? Some leaders are very, very proud. They can't say I'm wrong, you know, or if they make mistakes, they don't want to admit it. Um, and they are very, very, immu- they, they become immune to criticisms, but, um, you know, but I am somebody that I've, I learned a lot. You know, I like positive feedback and I learn from criticisms because that's the way you become very, very effective. Okay. And so that is, and the other one is what Bramford alluded to mentioned about, you know, the guidance, you know, we, we, we live in a constantly changing environment. Things are changing in the workplace. You know, the culture is changing in the workplace. And, and basically sometimes it takes a lot of work to get a buy-in from your team, right? You know, we are changing the culture in the workplace, in the workplace, and some people are stuck in their old ways of doing things. You know, this is all they know and they don't want any change. Mm -hmm. You know, they are not open to change. So the challenge becomes, you know, bringing them along, getting their buy-in into the new culture and a new way of doing things. And I think we are doing very, we are doing very well in the department in bringing yeah. people along. Usually those people are very good at what they do. Yes. You know, mm-hmm. they, but then, you know, they just, with a new change, they are not going anywhere. So you value them. We value them uh, because they are extremely very good at what they do. Right. Um, in, yeah. in, you know, I just think back to five years ago when, when you got here, you came into a department that was used to, A, being told no <laughs> yeah. all the time, and then two, telling people no. Yes. I mean, that was basically public work. Yes. Right? Yes. Yes, you that know, was the culture. You know, it was, yes. okay, how do we not do something? Yes. Almost. Yeah. Right? And so you've right. had to make a tremendous change in that yes. organization over the last five years. Yes. And you've done a great job doing that. So yes. uh, so as um, as you continue to grow in your leadership skills, how do you develop, continue to develop yourself, both professionally and personally? Well, um, I've realized that uh, it's never – too late to learn something new mm-hmm. in, in your life. Um, even I'm still learning from my 
seven year old as to how to drive. <laughs> right. Okay. You know, really, you know, he's always telling me, you know, where I should train and whether I'm speeding right. too much. So, you know, um, uh, the growth in my leadership is just being open-minded enough to mm -hmm. listen uh, to anybody. And right. that's the way I, I grew. You know, I, I listen to the team leaders meeting. I listen, I learn. Um, I don't come into the meeting thinking I know it all. But I mean, after all these years, uh, even somebody who may not be at my title level, mm -hmm. You know, I listen to them and I've learned many things from my operations managers, right. from my maintenance workers in my life. And I still apply some of these um, uh, things that I learned uh, in, in, in putting out my leadership. So it's continuous okay. learning, keeping an right. open mind. Uh, don't shut your mind. Don't be arrogant enough to think you know it all. My belief right. is that nobody knows it all. Right. So that is how I grow. Um also, you know, you go to conferences, you listen, you know, you read, you know, um, you watch things and then you draw your own conclusion and you learn and you grow. Right. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I share a very similar um, sentiment in terms of my growth. Re remaining disciplined, you right. know. Um, I try to be very disciplined, be cautious of time and all that, and making sure I'm more punctual, um, being a good listener, okay? Be quick to listen and slow to speak, you know, rather than interrupting people. So um, I'm learning to be patient, you know, control myself <clears throat> and make sure I hear the other point of view before I put mine across, um, having opportunity, um, failures, right? Not being, not learning from failures. To me, failures are very, very educative too. People see failures as bad, but for me, I learn from mistakes. So I'm not afraid to make mistakes. And once I make mistakes, I learn from it and I strive not to repeat the same mistakes. So those are the things, you know, and like Bradford is saying, you're attending conferences, you know, listening to talks and things like that. It helps, you know, me to be self-improved, to, to self-improve, be a better communicator and so on and so forth, yeah. Yeah, you know, coming into this, knowing that, you know, you know we're gonna be talking public works and engineering and uh, three engineers in the room. <laughs> who, would have, who would have thought we'd spent most of the time talking about, you know, different aspects of our emotional being right, right, you know, empathy, um, you mentioned humility and then courage, right? Right, and the ability to be vulnerable, which you can't be vulnerable without courage mm -hmm. to be vulnerable, right? It's not necessarily <laughs> what you expect when you get three engineers in a room, right? <laughs> no, <laughs> yeah, the right. reputation of engineers, you know, it's just inconsistent with that. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate uh, uh, both of you being here today. And so I got a few questions now. This is more let so people kind of get a sense of who you are and uh, and, and where, what you're doing. Uh, so first one, I'm going to start with um, uh, dawn or dusk. You a morning person, after, evening person? I'm a morning person. Okay. Yes. I'm an evening person. Okay. <laughs> Stay up late. Okay. There we go. All right. Um, what's your favorite season? I know we're in Florida. We don't really, we have two seasons, summer and not summer. But what's your favorite season? Ah, uh, oh, wow. Um, I'll say summer. Okay. Because I've, I've lived through, you know, in the Midwest, the right. winter and all yes, that. And Iowa. Uh, yes. I've left that behind, you know. Right. So, yeah, I like this weather. So well, I prefer the cold rather than sweating. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. 
Yeah, well, we no, don't get a whole lot of that here. But <laughs> yeah, right. Although this morning was pretty nice. Yeah. Uh, low 60s yeah. this morning. Yeah. And, uh, so, um, you, you know, what place you got next on your list of travel? What place you want to travel to most? What are you looking forward to? Trip. Paris. Paris. Okay. Paris, yeah. My wife. Paris. Yeah. We want to go. Hopefully, when we have our 20th anniversary, we want to go oh, cool. to Paris. Yeah. Oh, that'd be good. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I, I would like to visit the Baltic countries, you know, okay. Lithuania, Latvia, that area, okay. you know, um, Sweden, and right. uh, Finland. Okay, those are cold. Yes, they are yeah, cold, cold, you know. <laughs> but I've promised the family, you know, that one day we'll go out there, you know. Well, we're going to go in the summer. It's still cold, but right. just to see that area, you know. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be that'd yeah. be. And my son spent some time in Norway with yes. the Marines a few years I always back. Always wanted to go to those areas: yeah. Norway, Finland, Sweden. Well, that's interesting. Those, those aren't areas. always on people's list. Yes. But that's interesting. Yes. So I'm going to ask a, a, a TV question. Uh, the Office TV show, right, or Parks and Rec? Have you seen them? Which one do you prefer? The Office TV show. I've not. I've okay. Not, I've there not we go. There we go. I've not seen any Check of them. Check it out on Netflix. They're really funny. Okay. So, um, on Netflix, okay. Yeah, my wife watches Netflix a lot, so I'll check it out. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're really good. They're, but they're different. Uh, but they're, okay. Parks and Rec, is, you would think, okay, that's yeah, that's some local government stuff, You because that's what it is. Right. right. You know, but The Office, Steve Carell, is another yeah. level of, uh, of funny, too. So, yeah. so uh, tea or coffee? Tea. Tea? Yeah. Is that, is that, is that uh, uh, cultural? From oh yeah, Ghana? the British. Okay. You know, okay. We, Ghana yeah. was colonized by the British. Okay. So okay. tea, yeah. we drink tea in the morning, afternoon, okay. at night before we go to sleep. Okay. Tea okay. every time. Yes. So it used to be tea, like he said, because right. of, because of the British influence. Mm -hmm. uh, but then I married somebody from Latin America. Okay. So now it's coffee. Now it's coffee. <laughs> yeah, Colombia coffee. Colombian coffee. Yeah. So it's been <laughs> happening for 19 years. That's all that I've been drinking. Oh, yeah, excellent. Yeah. Excellent. Well, hey, I appreciate uh, both of you being here, Branford and Joseph. I really appreciate it. This was a, a very enlightening discussion. Um, I've, I've enjoyed it. Uh, it was great to have you both here. And thank you for joining us for this episode of Pasco Podcast. I'm Dan Biles, and until the next one. For more information on Pasco County government, please visit mypasco.net and check us out on Facebook and Twitter.